what better way to do it than to, you know, put a camera on other people like them who are experiencing these same issues and and let, let them tell their story. Welcome to the Manufacturing Executive Podcast, where we explore the strategies and experiences that are driving mid-sized manufacturers forward. Here, you'll discover new insights from passionate manufacturing leaders who have compelling stories to share about their successes and struggles. And you'll learn from B2B sales and marketing experts about how to apply actionable business development strategies inside your business. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the Manufacturing Executive Podcast. I'm Joe Sullivan, your host and a co-founder of the industrial marketing agency, Gorilla76. There are a lot of reasons why I'm super excited about our episode today, uh, which is an interview with an expert in video production and specifically inside of the industrial sector. But let me throw a pretty staggering statistic out there before I introduce him. A recent study by Cisco shows that by 2022, online videos will make up more than 82% consumer internet traffic, and that's 15 times higher than it was in 2017. And there are a lot of stats like this out there that just really point to content consumption shifting to video. And numbers like this just kind of blow my mind. But you can see it happening all around you. You search for something in Google, you scroll through your LinkedIn feed, and you see more and more video. So the reality is this. If this is how your buyers want to consume information, then it's exactly how we need to be delivering it to them. So let me take a moment to introduce Danny Gonzalez of Industrial Sage and Optimum Productions. As an Atlanta native, Danny discovered his passion for video production while volunteering as a missionary in Mexico after high school. Later, his extensive career experience in the world of digital video creation and marketing with companies throughout Georgia led him to found Optimum Productions, a full-service video marketing company in March of 2007. Danny's personal mission in life is not only to spur creativity and drive results, but also to be actively involved and to consistently present positive and meaningful messages for the betterment of our local community and the world at large. Danny has over 15 years of experience in marketing strategy and video production, working nationally and internationally. Maintaining a detailed marketing strategy, meaningful business insights, and creative vision gives Danny the ability to routinely exercise his left and right brain equally on a daily basis for his clients. His unique talents, approach, and accomplishments are unmatched as he continually garners award-winning results, including nine tele awards for client productions. He's driven by results, ROI, and ultimately solving clients' challenges with innovative video solutions. Danny resides in Cumming, Georgia with his wife, Julie, and they have been blessed with four beautiful children. Danny also enjoys spending time with his family, playing golf, cooking on the big green egg, flying his drone, watching movies, and racking up hours in the air uh, with his private pilot's license. Danny, thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you for having me. Super excited to be here. Awesome. So it's always interesting to learn a few little nuggets about people that you'd have never otherwise known. Uh, I got to ask you about your pilot's license. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's a just an awesome hobby of mine that I was, you know, it's a, one of those, uh, what do they say? You know, those um, bucket list item things. So I got it a couple years ago um, after putting it off and putting it off and putting it off because, you know, I was busy. Uh, and then anyways, was said, you know what? I don't think... In the last several years, I've gotten any less busy, so I need to go ahead and do this. So yeah, I got it a couple of years ago and I absolutely love it. It's a great way to kind of, you know, take your mind off things. And, and you know, what is actually an interesting aside that I've kind of learned anecdotally after getting this license, there's actually a lot of manufacturers, uh, a lot of founders and CEOs that are pilots as well, which I did right? not, 
yeah, I didn't know that at the time. Then it would just come up all the time in conversation. You go to a conference room, you're like, hey, so what is that? Is that a Beach King Air? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, you know, oh, wow, it's really funny. And oh, you know, you know, Bob over there, he's got a TBM, you know, 850. Like, oh, wow, that's cool. And, you know, and it was just this small little, you know, I, I don't know, maybe it's because of like, you know, part engineering and, 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 and part yeah. of the uh, just, just the, the sense of freedom and they're entrepreneurs. And there's something there, I think. But uh, yeah, I, I love it. It's awesome. Well, a nice uh, way to, you know, start conversations with the right people if, if there's some, <laughs> you know, some overlap there. That's pretty cool. Exactly. How, how exactly. often do you get up in the air? Uh, not enough. So yeah. uh, I would say, you know, lately it's been um, maybe once a week or, you know, maybe a couple times um, dur- during the month. So, um, yeah, I just, I've nothing, I don't fly anything fancy. It's a little, uh, it's a little two-seater uh, diamond Diamond 20, it's like on a glider profile, so it's pretty big and lightweight. It doesn't go super fast, but it's a lot of fun. Awesome. Love it. Well, I stumbled across Industrial Sage a few years ago, and I was immediately drawn to all the video content that you guys produce. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, like in the intro, I you know, was sort of mentioning there's just more and more and more video content emerging all around us everywhere we, we kind of are, especially online. And, you know, you kind of see two ends of the spectrum. On one end, there's all the homemade stuff that people are shooting on their iPhones, which for a lot of purposes is great. It's video is accessible to the average person now and it has its place. You know, recordings of Zoom meetings this year in, in particular ever since COVID hit. And then on the other end of the spectrum, there's you know, always been this sort of super high budget brand story type of stuff, you know, multiple professional videographers, lots of post-production. And there's, there hasn't been a lot in between. I feel like a lot of times it's been sort of both ends of the spectrum. And I think what caught my attention with you guys is you're bringing that professional quality video production into a really, you know, sort of human, tangible, authentic, you know, setting with conversations and the interviews that you do with, with manufacturing experts. And I, I noticed also, you know, not too long ago at Modex, you guys interviewed something like 150 manufacturing yeah. people. And so I, I just love your approach there. And I'd love for you to um, first sort of kick this off by telling our listeners a little bit about Industrial Sage and how you came to be, and then we'll sort of dive into video production. Yeah. So, um, so Industrial Sage essentially was what I dub as the great experiment. And the really, here's the backstory on it. So the set that you're seeing, if, you know, if you're looking at the video, I, I bought a couple years ago, the, you know, I guess to set the stage is Optum Productions is traditionally a, you know, video marketing agency that I've had since 2007. And we we kept running into challenges where companies would need to, you know, do like a town hall or do some sort of, you know, more staged type of content that would be, you know, internally for corporation or externally. And you'd go to, you know, a conference room or you'd go rent a hotel room. And it was just really hard to make it look great without spending a ton of money. So what we did is said, hey, why don't we invest in something and then they can come here and we build a platform they can go off of. But it's one of those things that it's really hard to sell something you can't see. So we said, all right, well, let's show people how you need to be shaping your content and why you need to be doing it on, on an ongoing basis and why specifically we feel that video is a huge valuable asset. And there's multiple reasons for that, which we'll get into. So we said, okay, well, let's create our own show. And it was either going to be basically local business stories in the Atlanta area or something that was going to be a little bit more focused. And we have a, we had a lot of clients in the industrial and manufacturing space. And we said, you know what, let's focus on that. Let's go there. And that's essentially what happened. The goal was really to, it was a one, it was a, it was a weekly show where interview, 
you know, executives and different people in the sales and marketing space uh, in the manufacturing industrial uh, areas. And it just kind of grew, grew from there. And then, you know, within the last year or so, maybe even before that, sort of making a little bit more of a pivot as, you know, companies started coming to us and saying, hey, how can uh, you guys help us? And how can you, you know, how can we get on your platform? We'd love to, to come in and we'd like to do a series, but maybe not on sales and marketing, but on, you know, ERP or doing something on, you know, Lean, Lean Six Sigma or what have you. So we are, have, have since started making a pretty big pivot. And our, the, the goal of Industrial Sage now is really to be an open platform for basically, you know, companies to be able to come in and be able to contribute content. It's for the, it's for the, the professionals. Think of a cheddar or BuzzFeed kind of type play. We're kind of creating that for the industrial space. So that's where, you know, I know you guys have, uh, you, you've got some articles you've put on Industrial Sage. It's great. We've got video content. We have other companies that are coming in um, and they're starting to kick off their own series that'll live underneath the Industrial Sage banner. Um, and that's really the goal. I, I think that the, unfortunately, I think the manufacturing industrial space typically kind of is like the redheaded stepchild <laughs> when you look at agencies, typically. And, and marketing agencies, PR, whatnot, because they think it's not cool. And they think it's, oh, it's just dirty and grimy. And, you know, and there's real sentiment to that because the, otherwise there wouldn't be workforce development issues that they have where they're trying to attract new labor and, and new talent into the space because there is an image. There is an image factor. So we believe, I, I have been in, I can't tell you how many darn warehouses and manufacturing facilities and plants. And I think that the, what is going on is amazing. And I just think their story has not been told well. And when you start telling it in a better way and you put a good light on it, it totally changes, changes the perspective and, and it totally flips the script. And so that's, that's really essentially sort of our, our, our goal is to really just evangelize and you know, say what is happening out here is amazing. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. I, you know, I think in a lot of ways, you know, as somebody who's been running an agency that is focused on manufacturing for uh, you know, more than 10 years now, you see in general, B2B manufacturers kind of lagging behind on marketing technology. And, you know, that's, that's kind of across the board. It's with their websites. It's with, you know, the idea of content production that's educational in nature rather than brochure type of content. And I think from what I've seen, the same applies in video. And so what's interesting is right now you're, you're sort of at this point where anybody who can embrace video right now is really going to separate themselves from, from others who are out there. So I'd, I'd be curious to hear, you know, what your observations are around how you see video starting to enter the industrial sector more, you know, what are companies doing? How are they using it to their advantage? Um, absolutely. Yeah. It's a huge uh, topic of interest right now. I mean, and it was before, but obviously, you know, because of the whole COVID situation and everything, it's been gaslit a lot more, obviously. And so what we're seeing is, is, is there's things kind of across the spectrum and it depends on where you know, these organizations are. And, you know, you've got a lot of companies that haven't really done a whole lot of video and maybe what they've done is uh, an identity video, you know, some corporate identity piece or branding piece. This is us. And we've been around since 1953 and yada, 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 you know, with the big authoritative voice and, mm-hmm. you know, it's very corporate image to product videos, to, um, and, and by product videos, it's very feature function kind of driven. So it's a little bit more like how it works versus, you know, the results that it, it you know, achieves kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in the basic form of that, all the way to some of the bigger players are coming in and they're really gu- jump, jumping into thought leadership type content, um, storytelling, and, and really, you know, if you really look at where B2C companies traditionally market, you know, the, the, the bigger 
manufacturers and industrial companies are leaning towards. That's the direction that we're going. And there's typically, there's a little bit of a misnomer that a lot of people think, well, you know, we're B2B, we sell, you know, we're, we're, it's not like a consumer. So we don't need to have all the big flashy stuff. Well, the reality of it is, is a lot of these companies are starting to realize that, you know, you're, you're actually selling to another human. Yes, it may be a B2B product with a lot of zeros at the end of it. But, you know, there's still emotion and there's still interaction that happens there. And that doesn't, you know, that, that should not discount. Matter of fact, you know, you have a great opportunity to be able to stand out. So if you can, you were mentioning, you know, a lot of people are doing Zoom calls and iPhone stuff. And I think there's a great place and there's a super strong purpose for that, uh, provided that it's attached to a strategy. But what happens if you really want to stand out, you got to start thinking outside of the box. And this is why you're seeing a lot of storytelling. I think that, you know, like Granger, for example, they did a great series. This was several years ago they did this. It was Everyday Heroes. And what they would do is they were focusing on their customers, but they weren't talking about their customers, um, um, you know, like it wasn't like a traditional customer testimonial, like, oh, tell us how amazing we are. It was all about you. Tell We want to know like what you guys are doing. And they didn't even mention really bringing any products or even say, hey, Granger's amazing with us. It was just focusing on the customer um, and, and just sharing their stories. And I think that's that if I were to boil down, you know, video content and even just marketing in general for manufacturers, industrial, where they really need to flip and, and really need to, to, to think is traditionally marketing has been we're amazing. We're the 800 foot pound gorilla. We've been around since 1925 and our brand stands for, you know, it's, it's, it's all about our brand and this stands for we're strong and, you know, we're consistent and we're innovative. And the reality of it is the way the buyers buy now that that's not how they buy. And so you have to shift your message to, you know, what's in it for me. You have to go out and to solve your customer's challenge to, to bring value to them. And so you kind of have to come at it from a, from a different angle. And I think right now is a very pivotal moment where a lot of manufacturers, you know, you're going to see the ones who are really going to succeed where they flip that and they start saying, okay, we need to, we need to, we need to do this versus everyone say, no, forget it. We're just, we're going to be, we're stick to that. So that's kind of what we're seeing, you know, across the board. There's, you know, but there's a lot of things sort of, sort of in between. Did I answer your question? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's so much good stuff that packed into what you just said. I mean, I, the thing I always say is you know, nobody cares who you are. Nobody cares what you do until they believe that you, know, you, you can identify with the issues they're experiencing and the things they're trying to achieve and the questions they're trying to get answered. And I mean, what better way to do it than to you know, put a camera on other people like them who are experiencing these same issues and, and exactly. let, let them tell their story, you know, make it tangible, make it very human and relatable. And what happens then is, you know, it's, it, it almost seems a little counterintuitive if, if this is not your, your way of thinking about the message you broadcast to your audience. But what naturally happens is that's what's going to engage people. And then they're going to start looking at you. You know, if you're the one who's sort of providing really helpful information and examples of others like them and how they're, they're solving their problems. Well, you're the facilitator of, of all this helpful information now, and you're going to be the natural, you know, first person they call when they're trying to decide, you know, how are we going to solve our problem and, and who can help us with that? So I, I love everything you just said there. Awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, it's, uh, that's the way it's going. <laughs> so. Yeah, totally. So telling a story, you know, putting, putting the spotlight on, 
one of, you know, your customers and not having them talk about you. So that, that's one way to do it. What, like, what else are you seeing? You know, what, how else are you seeing, you know, video being used effectively by manufacturing organizations? Try to make this tangible for, um, you know, for listeners as much as you can. Absolutely. So I can tell you one thing right now that, um, I mean, there's a lot of different ways. Maybe I'll focus on two. Mm-hmm. One, the first one is making sure, you know, the companies are having more, their content is more wrapped around their sales enablement piece. So typically, We'll start off with you know the, the the classic clash between marketing and sales. Typically in the manufacturing space, marketing makes the spec sheets and you know does the trade show booth, and that's about it. And then you have this fight between sales and marketing, saying you know sales saying, "Hey, I need this," and why the heck did you produce that? That doesn't make any sense. There's no connection. There's no synergy. There's no strategy. So what we're seeing is you know if you start getting into the mind for, as a marketer, you're getting into the mind of your sales team, saying, "What do you guys need?" You know, what content can we provide to be able to help facilitate your, to help facilitate in the sales process um, is, is a huge win. And so specifically, maybe it's having product videos, maybe, you know, having a, what we call like a, a bacon wrapped um, marketing video at the very top of the funnel for your product. And what that means is something that's going to be really flashy and something that's going to grab your attention, something that's going to be a little bit more of, you know, and I'm, I'm not the first to use this phrase, but edutainment where you're educating somebody, but it's an entertaining way uh, where it's not just, we're the best, you know, here's the best product for whatever. It's, you tell a story, but you wrap in the pain points and the challenges, something that's going to draw in your viewer to say, oh, I'm kind of interested in this. And then as they go down the funnel or, you know, down that, that buying cycle, then you get a little bit more transactional. So maybe we have a longer video that gets into the features and the functions. And then maybe you have some micro content off that that says, hey, here's a 20 second a snippet of, you know, this feature from CNC machine. We're going to talk about, you know, how easy it is to set up. And the next one is, uh, is a, is a quick video on, uh, our case study story with a little snippet where we talk about, you know, the return on the investment for, for the customer. Hey, within, you know, eight months, we were able to turn a profit on this. And this was great. You know, um, having that content laid out across the buying journey in the cycle so that your salespeople can quickly, you know, kind of send those out to them. Or if you're more sophisticated using marketing automation or, or what have you to be able to kind of get those messages out there. It's kind of mapping out that content according to your buyer's journey is, is really critical. So one of the tools that we love using that really help the salespeople love it as well is creating, is, is having like a library of content to be able to send to your prospects but delivering it using systems like uh, Vidyard's Go Video or uh, Dub, Dub Video. We're big fans of Dub. And what that is, is actually, you know, we are now so predisposed to video a lot more, especially, you know, because of Zoom calls and all these Zoom meetings and cameras are open. And I, I can't tell you how many companies I've talked to that owners that are 75, 80 years old, and they're like, I never thought I'd be on a, on a darn Zoom call, but wow, this is amazing. This is pretty cool. Like, you know, this is awesome. Um, that if you can get that tool into a salesperson where they can create a one-to-one video message using their webcam and just being like, hey, Joe, I'm Danny here. just wanted to introduce myself. You know, we met at XYZ show a year ago and I wanted to, uh, you know, touch base with you. I, I don't know, you know, it, it, it's the same thing you'd be doing on the phone, but doing it over video. You know, it creates a little bit more of a, of a one-to-one connection. It's different. It's differentiated. You know, how many people, how many emails do you get where there's a little video that pops up in the email and someone's waving at you and you're able to deliver a message? The other great tool, the other great thing with that is you're able to be able to send that content library of stuff that you have. Hey, Joe, we just had this great call and you were talking about, you were a little concerned about the ROI and how long it would take to get to recapture your investment. 
after buying our machine. I wanted to send you this quick little video snippet from one of our customers, XYZ company over here. Here's you know, a quick little story, boom. So sending that out there. So it's making it easy for the salespeople, uh, having content that's gonna help them in the, in the, um, the, the, the buying journey and, and really ultimately help your customer. So that you know, when, when you see that, uh, that's, that shows innovation. That's, that's interesting. And, and you know, if you're getting a million emails and all this stuff, it's going to float to the top because it's just different. People are going to be really curious about that. So that would be, you know, I guess that would be my, my, my second thing. So I guess I, I threw a lot in there. So it's really more than two things. But if I were to boil it down is having content that's mapped out to your sales, really buyer, buyer's journey, having high level content at the top that really engages and entertains. And the third piece is having something, uh, you know, a good del delivery mechanism and kind of, you know, mapping all that together. I threw a lot at, <laughs> threw a lot in there, but. Oh, that's, that's all gold. I mean, such, such great thoughts there. And I completely agree with you that the tool, you know, to your third point, using video inside your sales process, you know, I'm a marketing guy, not a, a manufacturing guy. I work with, with manufacturers, but I have, embraced this over the last year for myself. And it has just completely changed my, my prospecting process. Like being able to, to reach out to somebody, the tool I use is loom, loom.com. Okay. Yep. I've heard probably of that. Yep. pretty similar to, to dub. I think you mentioned, but, yep. um, but it's, you know, it, it, it allows you to put a little, little, uh, Chrome extension in your browser, you click a button and then you can put, you know, the camera on yourself. You can put, you can record what's on your screen. So doing a simple thing like, you know, putting their, website up right there on the screen exactly your, your you know your face over it they you know you, most of these these software programs let you just sort of copy and paste a link in it shows a little animated graphic and and i think what you said is so true it, it breaks all the clutter 99.9 percent .9 of the emails you're getting especially from people you don't know are they're text-based they're long they're all about them they're lists of capabilities nobody wants this right and yeah. and when you can differentiate yourself and humanize yourself put a face and a voice behind everything. Um, and, and just to, to you know, break the clutter and the, the data is emerging too, from what I've seen, you know, it's, it's, you know, I've seen things like five times the, the click through rates and, oh, yeah. uh, on, on video uh, emails that include video. Um, so I, I love that. And I think it's, I think the sales force of people's teams, it should be one of the, the first to be embracing this stuff. Cause that type of video is so accessible, right? It's, it's yes. just, anybody can do that. It's, you, know, you, you kind of need a little bit more firepower to, to produce some, you know, some of the, some more premium content and, but sure. there's, it, it, it's, there's a spectrum of all this stuff and it's a good way to, I think, baby step into just sort of embracing video and, and, you know, getting through the technology hurdles, right? Exactly. Yeah. And it's a great opportunity right now because people, you know, the, the, one of the nice things to come out of the COVID, the, you know, you know, thing is that people are more open to technology. And it's, you know, that hurdle, because you've been forced, really. I mean, really, that's what's happened. But now it's like, okay, well, wait a minute, that actually, yeah, that was kind of painful. But this is actually really cool. What else is out there? So I think it's a good opportunity that people are more adapt to trying something new. Totally. So you mentioned Granger earlier as one example of, uh, you know, a series of videos they did. Is, are there any other specific manufacturing organizations, whether big or small, that, um, whether they're companies you've worked with or just you, others that you've observed that are doing some things really well with video. I want to give listeners you know, a few companies they can go look at after this and say, all right, let, let's sure. see what they're doing. Um, so, sure. So I'll share an um, interesting story with this was uh, with a client of ours. Um, they are a logistics company, actually a very small logistics company. 
Um, and one of the challenges that they had was um, essentially getting their message. A new pricing model was all around transparency, and it was sort of a cost plus. So if you're familiar with logistics and you know freight, um, you know typically the rates kind of go up and down, and you're going to kind of you know pay whatever it is, and you could be paying a ten percent. They charge you a ten percent margin, or forty, or fifty, or whatever. So what they wanted to do is do something that was more transparent. Say, look, we're just looking for a fifteen percent markup, and and that's it. You know that that's that's our thing, and we'll refund you and whatever. They were having a really hard time trying to sell that in because, for lack of better words, a lot of the shippers um, felt like they were um, you know they're somehow getting screwed over. You know, there's a lot of issues and stuff going so. They would talk to them and talk to them and talk to them and no 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 I'm not trying to screw you like you know it's, it's really and well uh, and and they just weren't getting it and so they tried doing you know several different videos some you know like those whiteboard animations you know where the, the cartoons kind of drawing out and it just wasn't hitting it so they came and they're like look we just cut this is a last ditch you know we're we're throwing the throwing the ball to you know half court you know the buzzer's going we're just going to try this one last thing you know so uh, to to make a really long story short we kind of attacked it uh, by going into the storytelling piece. And we said, hey, look, let's look at your audience. How are you guys using this? You know, you guys are going to use this in an in-person setting. They're going in, they're doing pitching, they're talking to people. And this would work whether it's over Zoom, you know, video, or you're actually in person with somebody. We said, listen, let's kick off that meeting with a, you know, two-minute video or less that really is going to sell the value proposition. But we have to do it differently. We have to do something because, you know, let's analyze how these customers are, are buying. They're literally lining up meeting after meeting after meeting. You guys are a commodity. There isn't like one of you and that's it. There's thousands of you and you're all the same for the most part, right? So, and, and you'd line up all these different meetings and so we have to, what we need to do is we need to be able to do something that's measurable, that sticks in their mind, that creates a, an emotional response. Um, and because typically when you do that, it, you're able to attach a memory or something to that. So knowing our audience and what we did, we create this way outside the box video, like way outside the box. The furthest thing away from your traditional corporate meeting, we, uh, we call it the, make, the naked man. <laughs> so basically, um, their story is about transparency. So we literally delivered our message with the story of a guy busting into a sales meeting wearing a transparent suit. Literally, I mean, down to his underwear, transparent suit to talk about transparency. So, you know, when I was talking about bacon wrapping a little bit before, this is, you know, something that it's like, you know, the reason why they, we call it bacon wrapping and it's kind of a, I don't know, whatever you say, how do you give a dog a pill? You wrap it in bacon. So if you need to be able to deliver your message, you need to make it a little bit more enticing that, you know, that edutainment thing, that's exactly what we did there. So put this guy in the suit and whatever and delivers the value prop and it's just different. And the success was huge. They had, they essentially had 20 meetings set up two weeks after they had this thing. They used this inside their sales process and they had a hundred percent close rate and it was $5 million in shipping lines. And the, the reason why was because it helped to be able to cut through the noise and be able to help to transmit their message and get it across better. And the, and some of the feedback from some of these shippers were coming back were like, yeah, I thought that thing was hilarious. I shared it with my wife. You know, and I sent it, you know, like I, I told us, but you never believe it. these guys came in and they just, and this guy was in a transparent suit, like dancing around on the screen. And it was like, what the heck is this? I laughed. Some people didn't like it. They were like, well, this is kind of whatever. They remembered it though. They remembered it. And so it just, it just cut through the noise. And, and that I think is really what, um, you know, that's one great way, you know, we're, we're talking to a lot of, there's a lot of companies looking right now saying, Hey, we're trying to start video. What should we do? 
And when you look at sort of, I'll call them maybe the plain vanilla type videos, which you do need to have, all right? You need to have a mixture of the stuff. But when, when you look at some of these things that are more storytelling, that are, there's more creative, it's, it's more than just a guy in front of a camera, talking head, you know, telling you about all this stuff. And we really engage you in the story, really engage you in the pain points. We are really able to, you know, you're able to, as a viewer, to identify as, you know, who we're talking to say, wow, this is really for me. That's what's working. That's great. I love it. Well, is, are there any resources, Danny, that you could point listeners to, um, to you know, whether on your site or, or elsewhere, you know, for, for people who are thinking here, okay, we, we got to figure this out. We got to start, you know, thinking about how to get video going. Um, where would you send them? So I would, first thing, what I would do is I'd recommend go to industrialsage.com. We have just a few videos. Now, I think we have over probably 200 or 300 videos uh, and resources there with interviews, talking to different companies about you know, what they're doing, how they're starting. And we have a resources tab in there and that has all kinds of you know, webinars and other types of materials. So how to use video in the sales process is a great webinar um, that I would highly recommend. Um, another one uh, we did recently was no more trade shows. What next? You're talking about, you know, COVID and how to respond to different tactics and strategies around there. And, you know, for half, I could send you a, a short list of several different interviews that come to mind. You know, we had uh, the chief marketing officer from ABB. Her name was Monique Elliott. Actually, she just recently moved to Schneider, uh, Schneider Electric, but she talked about basically their journey on how, when they, when they started going from digital, like what did that look like? And you know, what were they starting first? And then how did they evolve? You know, another one is Malika Waller from Landis and Gear talks about their digital journey as well and how they started. And it's all starting small, you know, building, you know, looking for cases, communicating that. And, you know, she has a great phrase uh, saying, uh, you know, nail it and then scale it. So trying you know, measuring, communicating, nail it, and then scale it and go from there. So those are a couple of resources. <laughs> Great. I'm, I'm going right to put links to those in the, the show notes uh, for this episode for sure. So absolutely go, go look at those if you're listening right now. Um, I think it's great to have some really tangible things to give you context and help you sort of picture what, how could we make this happen for us? So love that. Exactly. Well, Danny, this has been a super helpful conversation. I've learned a ton just listening myself and, and I'm sure that listeners have as well. Um, it, you know, it's just such an important topic and I think there's nobody better to, than you to talk about it with your overlapping experience in video and in the manufacturing sector. So thank you for, for joining us. And um, can, you, can you tell people you know, how to get in touch with you if, if they have questions or you know, are interested in Industrial Sage? Sure, absolutely. So I'd say the best way to get in touch with me is you can check me out um, on LinkedIn. So Danny Gonzalez, you can check me out on my LinkedIn profile, you know, Industrial Sage. Um, you can go to industrialsage.com and um, contact me there. there. There's an email address. There's some, <laughs> somewhere on the site, but I, I would recommend LinkedIn first. Awesome. Well, Danny, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. And for the rest of you, we hope to catch you on the next episode of the Manufacturing Executive. You've been listening to the Manufacturing Executive Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you'd like to learn more about industrial marketing and sales strategy, you'll find an ever-expanding collection of articles, videos, guides, and tools specifically for B2B manufacturers at gorilla76.com learn. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.